I love this quote that says like burnout is when you're walking a path that's no longer meant for you. And so like if you're feeling like burnt out, maybe there is a piece of your life or what's going on that is actually not meant for you anymore. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we are excited to get you one step further than you are today. One big value of this podcast is to be honest and it's to be transparent and to make sure that we're not selling you this dream without sharing the hardships that come along with having these different career choices or business ventures that we all have. So in the spirit of that, we thought the perfect second episode would be to talk about some of the biggest mistakes that we've all made in our careers so far in hopes that you can learn and grow for them. And also just some solidarity because all of us have these stories of things that honestly just they didn't go right. And we know, we know that Instagram can make entrepreneurship and or working at your dream job look kind of like a dream. But most of us do have challenges. Things go unplanned, the behind the scenes isn't readily shared, and it can look really, really messy. So Amy and Kat, you both seem to fall under that multi-passionate umbrella. And I would say that you two have had more career pivots or job changes than most people of our age. So has that ever been a burden or has it negatively impacted you or felt like you've made mistakes along the way? I really want to know this. That's a really interesting question because my gut reaction is to say no, Mm. Because so many of my experiences have led me, so many of my experiences have led me to where I am, and I really love where I am. But that being said, I do have the tendency to take on a lot all at the same time because I have so many different interests. But I don't think I'm done yet. I could see myself totally going back to school to be a therapist or something like that, not because I have to, but because I want to. Like growth, education, it's so important to me. It like fuels who Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel like I'm just this person that has made these pivots, but I don't regret any of them along the way. I would love to point out that not everything has to be seen through a financial lens. We were talking yep, earlier yep. about how it's important. You know, it's fun to do some things that don't you don't have to monetize everything. But for me at this point in my life, I've got a partner, I've got three kids, so right now I want to make sure that the things that I'm choosing make sense from a time standpoint definitely. I feel like Time is like the currency right now that matters the most to me. But then also financially, I just have to make sure that things make sense at this stage where I feel really, really busy. I definitely agree with you. Like from my current perspective, I feel like all the twists and turns have led me exactly where I need to be, even if it didn't make sense to myself or other people at the time when I was making them. 
But in the depths of all of the career changes that I've made, there was definitely some really painful moments. Thoughts like, oh, why can't I just pick one profession? Why don't I know exactly what my next step should be? Or like, should I listen to this person's opinion of what I should do? And when I first started my career, I knew that I wanted to pivot from what I went to college for. So I crowdsourced opinions a lot. I would allow myself to sit in indecision for so long, and I would put the weight of other people's opinions so heavily versus what I actually wanted. So it took a lot of getting to know me and trusting myself and actually honoring that like little pinging voice inside my head that was telling me that I should make a pivot. Um, and to really see that it is a blessing for me to be a multi-passionate person. So leaning into what actually felt good for me were things that allowed me to 4X my salary, to work remotely, which was something I really wanted to do, and to bring some of the best lessons in leadership that I've had. And Abby, you worked for the same company for over a decade before you started to feel like you weren't meant to be there for life. So you felt like you wanted to be more passionate about what you did, even though you were so good at what you were doing professionally. Are there any mistakes that you made in your journey when you were deciding to switch careers? Well, how much time do we have right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> the biggest difference between Kat, what you and Amy, you guys made those pivots. Like you listened to yourself finally, like you finally learned to listen to yourself and trust yourself enough to make the pivot where my biggest mistakes, they really all were brought back to the fact that my life was changing, but my work didn't, especially when I became a mom. And at first I did stay quiet. Like I kept plugging along, things weren't working well, but I just kept on doing what I'd always been doing. And I had kept work like it always had been because it felt safe. It felt normal to just keep on doing that, even though my entire life at that point had changed. I wasn't able to travel like I used to. I couldn't work until 6 or 7 p.m. like I used to. I couldn't answer emails all night. Just didn't want to, I guess, like I how I used to and like how my coworkers were still doing because they weren't parents of young kids. But at the same time, I was trying to figure out a way that I could keep doing everything like how it was before I became a mom. And I'm not sure where it stemmed from, like maybe because I wanted to prove it to them that I could still do it. Maybe it was that I wanted to prove it to myself. I don't know if it was a combination of both. Probably, probably some combination of both. But it really wasn't until Amy, until we started dreaming of the original Herself podcast that I learned that there was so much more than just dollars. Like dollars can take you really far, but what was missing was that purpose in the work that I was doing. And I know there's a lot of women listening right now that they have this feeling they're doing a job that they're good at, but it's not in line with their values. And when that keeps on going on and on, it makes you feel overwhelmed. It's exhausting to be in a position like that. And do I still feel overwhelmed some days? Of course. Like some days are still overwhelming. Some days still require a lot of work. But the positive energy, the excitement that comes from it, I feel that far, far more of the time. And especially when each of us, like Kat and Amy, and when we're each working in our zone of genius, I can see how much further this podcast and this business venture will take us than trying day in and day out to do what I used to be doing. Yeah, I think it, what's really interesting to me too is to feel your ripple effect because I cannot tell you guys how many times Colin has pulled me aside. I, I, I can't even count it on two hands and said like, Abby is so much happier. It's like the way that you feel about your job really does sink into other parts of your life, even if you're trying so hard not to let it. And so I think that you're a really good example of like, you made the pivot finally and your kids, your partner can feel this energy from you 
that went missing for a period of time. Yeah, it it was missing for a long time. And you can force it too. You can try to force it for so long until you're like, you know what? For those decision makers that take a long time to make decisions, I'm talking to you. If it keeps on tugging at your heart, you know that you're meant to be doing something else. I love this quote that says like burnout is when you're walking a path that's no longer meant for you. And so like if you're feeling like burnt out, maybe there is a piece of your life or what's going on that is actually not meant for you anymore. Like you were even saying like a job's on autopilot or it's easy or you're good at it, but it's no longer in alignment with what you want. And maybe that's like the path that you're not supposed to be on anymore. And then it's causing exhaustion or burnout in other parts of your life because you're not diagnosed that. Yeah. And I love the idea of this conversation inside of motherhood too, because I think that a lot of times we had this vision of the type of mom that we were going to be. And sometimes we have to part ways with that vision to be like, you know what? I'm not the mom that's going to bring anything homemade ever. Like that's just, I'm not that mom and accepting yourself and being kind to yourself of like, that is okay. Like that's okay. Not, we're not all going to do this the same way. How can you step into what actually feels good to you? For my kids, I really want to be emotionally present and that's my highest value. And so I have to do this inner work to make sure that I've got the bandwidth for that. And so I don't value things that other moms value and that's okay. So we're going to get into all of that. I did want to ask you, Kat, I would love if you let our listeners know the things that you are pursuing right now so that they have more context. And then within that, if you would share your biggest mistakes to date. Yeah. So for background, I started my career as a registered dietitian and through many, many pivots, I ended up running a multi-seven figure online business for three years. And right now I currently run a podcast for women who are experiencing infertility. Maybe you heard me on the Herself podcast. I co-founded a sales agency and now co-founding this amazing venture, Pursuing Her Purpose. So you can see there really hasn't been like a clear road to where I've been today, but I've definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way. And it really even brings me back to my first job right out of college. So I was working as a registered dietitian and I really didn't like my job. So here I am, just spent you know five years pursuing this degree, did a residency, Um, And I didn't like my job. And I traveled for about 75% of the time. I was grossly underpaid. And I could not see beyond my current circumstance. Like I couldn't even fathom leaving a career that I just spent five years to get and picturing myself in a job that didn't travel, which sounds so funny. But my worldview was so black and white at the time. And this mindset brought so much suffering into my life and this like heavy, mucky feeling of being stuck. And I honestly probably stayed in that job for three more years than I should have. Again, like years. That's so wild to think about. And ultimately, it led me to probably lose out of thousands of dollars in potential salary increases and lost time away from family and friends had I not just made that decision. So that was definitely a big mistake was staying in a place where I felt stuck for too long. Well, especially when you go to school for something and as a registered dietitian, school for a really long time, mm-hmm. you can think, okay, I just spent all this time doing this. I can't and make a pivot money. now. And yes. so much money, so much money. The time and the money, I think, is what gets people. Yes. And my family really values education 
education. Like Mm -hmm. my grandparents were professors, like very into the academic space. So to walk away from something that I just spent time and money on and this title was like really an identity shift for me. Like it it wasn't just like switching jobs. It was like an identity shift. I don't know if you felt that way leaving nursing because it's like a title, right? Yeah. I don't know. For me, I did an accelerated program. So I spent two years getting my nursing degree, a BS to a BSN program. But I had paid my loans back by the time that I was leaving to do full-time entrepreneurship. And I know that's kind of a weird point to make and not everyone has to do that. But I think that helped me. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, I had Mm -hmm. paid that back. I had made money doing that. Like it just gave me a little bit more permission if I'm being really honest. Yeah. Like you were able to have that like closure that you wanted. Yeah, I was like, this served, it was such a huge part of my life because oncology nursing, which is serving people that have cancer, shifted my life perspective. Like I really felt like I understood what was important and what was not important. And I'm like, I would pay for that lesson a million times over because it truly changed me as a person. And then it also paid my bills and like allowed me to do all of this other stuff. So I think there's a lot of ways to look at it, but I definitely felt like I got so much from that career stop. Okay. But going back into the original question, your other biggest mistakes that you've made. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many. It's hard to even summarize how many. But um, I guess my next biggest mistake that I'm thinking of was not having the gumption at the time to ask for equity in a small company that I helped to operate and build. So it was a small, lean team, and I really loved my role there. And my role was essentially number two in the business. And I wish like that I would have believed in myself more and that I was worth the equity in what I was actually running and operating and building. This is something that now I'm so passionate about, but it's helping women understand their worth and grow their income substantially. So having equity in a profitable company would have been such a huge asset to me and it's just a huge asset in general for anyone. And I just really want to help others understand how this type of confidence and asking for what you're worth can really help transform your life. And then if I think of another one, this one is funny. I I was really outlining all of these and this isn't one that you would think is a quote unquote mistake in business, but my biggest mistake, I guess, was not healing some wounds that were in my personal life and going to therapy quicker, which, you know, I think that we separate business and personal life so much, but it's really integrated. And I truly believe that how you show up one place is how you show up everywhere. And so some things that I've learned about myself was that I have anxious attachment style with certain relationships. And so how this would show up in like the working world would be me being scared of my boss or really trying to cover up or hide mistakes that I made out of fear or being so anxious if someone didn't respond in Slack right away, if I had a question or needed support with something. And so I would just like my mind would go crazy and I'd fill in all of the blanks. So for me, when I dove into healing some things in my personal life, working through that, just understanding who I am, it helped me thrive in my career and show up as a totally different person. And when you're going through the anxious attachment style, is that what it's called? Anxious yeah. attachment style. When you were talking about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, those are things 
I've talked with friends about it. I've talked with coworkers about it. When they're like, oh, they haven't responded yet. Does that mean they're mad at me? They haven't responded yet. Does that mean that I'm doing something wrong? Wait, what's what's going on here? And you can get this buildup can happen with a lot of that personality type. So it's just so interesting that, that you brought that up and we're able to have that diagnosed through therapy. And this is a podcast. We're always going to bring mental health in. We'll bring mental health in. We'll bring in that thought work with it because the bottom line is great, but also there's so much that goes into like our thoughts and the strategies with our minds in these business conversations. Mm -hmm. It's the alignment piece because what I see happening to a lot of other people that are in our space in the business realm is that they get out of alignment with their business. And then that's their burnout. That's their like, they don't want to do what they're doing anymore. And so the three of us inside this room are really working to make sure that we're going to stay in alignment with our values as a business so that that hopefully doesn't happen. I love that so much. And I guess my last mistake that I was thinking about was... And I, I, the word mistake is so funny. I just watched the Bob Ross documentary. And so this could be like a happy accident that helped me um, plan so much more. Yeah. mistake. Yes. A happy accident um, was not having a plan B during a launch. And now I always have like a plan A, B, C, D. But for one of the first launches that I managed, uh, we didn't have our sales page backed up. So we opened the cart. We sent so much traffic to it. The excitement was there. And we like broke the internet. The whole site imploded because we didn't – our host could not handle the capacity for the traffic that we were sending to it. So we had to hire a developer. We had to rebuild everything. And it just took so long to rebuild that page that we ended up taking a screenshot of the old page and sending that out to people. And so I'm sure in the midst of a launch, you know, you only have a certain amount of time to bring those sales in that we probably lost thousands of dollars. However, it really did like propel every other launch I've ever done by coming in so prepared and having a plan A, B, C, D because of that first experience. I would have never known you had to back that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Playing to the different personality types yes. here. Yes. <laughs> but now I'll bring that into this business too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and even when I think about the business that we built with herself, I think about some, it's, it's a year and a half old. It's still a baby business in the grand scheme of things. And we've also learned a lot in that year and a half. And I think one of the first things I can think of, we both come from very frugal natures. I am extremely frugal. I like to... Don't don't sink me in with you. (laughs) Okay. You're frugal. I like to think of myself as being financially savvy, but it's just I'm a cheapskate, you guys. I'm a total cheapskate when it comes to some things. And one of them is hiring. And I, I, I mean, I edited our own episodes for over a year before handing off that task, just spending so many hours editing, something that I was fine at, but by no means professional. And I think that many women also do this with waiting too long to delegate at home. They don't have their partners take those tasks. And for me, a lot of it falls into these categories. Number one, I always think that no one else can do it as well as I can. And this is a total lie. Like our editors are obviously far better at editing podcasts than I was from, I mean, I took Pat Flynn's course. He was amazing. However, it also just wasn't something that I'm good at doing every single day, day in and day out. I also always think, you know, I'm going to be doing 75% of it already. So I might as well just do the whole darn thing. And then when I think about it, I'm like, Abby, the math doesn't work. Like having somebody else do the 25%, do the 50% in some cases, handing off even a little bit of it just frees up so much of your time and frees up so much of your mental capacity. Like that mental capacity is just huge in this world. And then number three, I think it really comes down to control. 
So overall, I think it comes down to this root issue, or I'm not going to say an issue. Sometimes it can be a good thing, but just wanting to control things, wanting to make sure things are, are done right when handing off can literally be the best gift you give to yourself and give to your business. And then when I think about another thing that we've done in our business, as far as a mistake, it's waiting too long to monetize. So we were both really picky about our sponsors. I don't so regret you, that. <laughs> I do not regret it. Do not regret it. it. Do not regret it. However, every single time we talked with our sponsors, they would be bringing us like two or three different opportunities a week. And we'd be like, nope, not in line. Nope, not in line. No, we don't want to talk on that one. And finally, one of them said, how are you guys going to make money? Like, I remember having that conversation. Like, it's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come. At the same time, though, a worldwide pandemic did hit on month, what was it, three of our business. And women were leaving the workforce to be home with their kids. People were cutting their commutes. Gyms were shut down. So pretty much all the situations where people would listen to a podcast, those things were being cut out of our listeners' lives. And they were really put on hold for months and months. And at that time, we really didn't feel comfortable throwing out another ask when so much of the world was literally living in survival mode. So when we started making offers, it was a little bit confusing for our audience. They had so much value up until that point that having an additional paid value, I just don't think it was a priority for them. Like, I think it just was confusing. Like, well, we already have this podcast. So what about this Patreon account? What about these other values that you're bringing in? So just made it be a little bit confusing. I think that we wrongly assumed that people knew what Patreon was and our listeners, our demographic doesn't, did not. We had to explain it to them. I didn't even know what Patreon was. And I've like worked in this space like until you guys saw it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. What is that? So that I totally agree with that one. We also did make a conscious decision. We're like, we are going to support these women so well through this hard time that Mm -hmm. they are going to be like, hopefully lifelong listeners, fans, like, So we truly made that decision, like, let's just sink into giving them so much support without asking them for something. So I I do think we waited too long to monetize, but I also think we have an amazing community. It's such a good audience. And they're so engaged. Like, we love love having those conversations. Yeah. The, The thing that happened recently that is definitely a mistake was that we decided to launch merchandise. And that went so well. People were so excited, but Abby and I were in tears laughing so hard because we didn't, we got our inventory in. We didn't even bother to count it or hold it before we (laughs) launched it to the world. We sold the shirts that we didn't count to make sure that we had them. I mean, luckily everything worked out, but it was just such a backwards way. Like sometimes you get so excited about something in your business that you get a few steps ahead of yourself. We were definitely a few steps ahead. I'm a yeah. can- <laughs> I, I am a cannonballer. Like I just like jump into something. Whereas some women listening might have the opposite problem where they're perfecting something for eight months before they would even tell anyone about it. The minute I get a shirt, I'm like, look at <laughs> Take a picture of me. <laughs> put it on the website. <laughs> so that was... That was something that we definitely learned from. And the the cool thing about mistakes, too, is that you can fix them. Like, it's such a growth opportunity. So the next time we launched, our system was 100 times better. I couldn't stop talking about it. I'm like, do you see this system? Every fold, because we do our own shipping. So yeah. every fold, we're like, this system works so well. This system works so well. We're like, hey, we, yeah. we have 150 of these to fold. So let's get going it's, with it. Yeah, you, you learn so fast when you make a mistake. And I think that's one thing that you guys can take away from this episode is we're all 
all still standing after whether it's a, a big mistake or a, a big growth opportunity or a small one, like not folding shirts, like you're going to learn from it. And then the next time you can definitely do better. And you learn so much better, like actually doing it, it really sticks and you're able to then grow from that and do it again. Like the biggest mistake of any mistake would be to like throw in the towel and just not mm-hmm. keep going or, fi- you know, figure out how to fix it. What about with expecting empowered? Like, were there any big mistakes? There? Oh, <laughs> there, are, there are so many Um, I think that there were so many growth opportunities. Earlier today, I was talking to Kat about Expecting and Empowered and telling her that it was this business that was truly made out of passion and purpose. And we did not have like the business background behind it. And what happened was people could feel how much we cared for them. And the business grew a lot faster than our systems did. So we essentially had been playing catch up with this business for so long. I think in a sense we still are, but we're definitely getting there. The biggest mistake, and I think this is super common for small businesses and for entrepreneurs, is that we waited way too long to hire. So my sister Crystal owns a physical therapy practice in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and I was a nurse. And so this passion project that grew really fast was not our full-time job. It was our part-time jobs. We were squeezing all of this time into, you know, after our kids went to sleep. It just was not enough. But what we would say is like, we don't even have time to hire, which is what Mm, a lot of small business owners say. And what that's the whole point of hiring Mm -hmm. is like, you need to take back your time. But we just could not get that down for a long time. Um, We will debunk that myth of like you're too busy to hire and that's exactly why you need to hire. But that was a big mistake. And then another one is that Crystal and I have a lot of similar strengths and we have a lot of similar weaknesses. And we didn't have someone to come behind us and fill in our weaknesses. So for both of us, and we've taken like personality tests about this or business profiles, and we, either of us have attention to detail. When you're running a business, you need someone that has attention to detail. We had no details. Like, So that was something that now we have hired an amazing employee, Lacey, who has a lot of attention to detail. And we're so freed up now to do the things that Crystal and I are really good at. But our, our big mistake was not recognizing where we were weak in hiring that weakness. And if you're not to a place where you're going to hire, it's like you need a resource to figure out that weakness in the meantime, because we got ourselves into a little bit of trouble. I love just hearing the behind the scenes in any business. And we're really going to be providing three separate perspectives from multiple seasons in our lives. And hopefully there are a few that really hit you while you're listening. And as we kind of shared, mistakes are not a bad thing thing. Um, learning through failing is sometimes the best way that we can grow, but you have to keep going. You have to use the failures as a catalyst to get you to where you want to be. So 
We can't wait to dive into more episodes to help you tackle all the things we've learned so much over the years, and we want to pay it forward to all of you who are listening so that we can grow together and pursue our purposes for what we're really made for. So if you're loving this, make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Another potential mistake is we had no idea how much download numbers really mean for a new podcast, so it would help us immensely to continue to bring this free, amazing content to you. If you go ahead and hit subscribe on our podcast.